Welcome back. Behind the Lines, Week 18, Scores and Odds, presented by Roto Grinders. In conjunction with Roto Grinders, as always, it's at Dude Man Pop, Ryan Reed. Ryan, uh, we're going to, the show's going to be a little different this week. We're going to abstain from some stuff. We're going to go through the slate. Whatever we like, we like. Whatever we don't like, we're just going to skip it. Of course, you know, recording this on a Thursday afternoon, so plenty of information up in the air. Incentive, motivation is all over the place as well. Some teams, you know, really, really want to win this week. Some teams do not care so much. They just want to hit that the sim button. Do want to give you a chance to take a victory lap, Ryan, for the season-long record. Season-long record held up. Uh, give it to the people. What, what did we finish at? Well, I'll tell you what. We did We did close out the 18th hole there last week with a bogey. We went five and six. I was hoping to get, like, a push with six and six on that last game, but it was postponed after the injury to Damar Hamlin there. So that is what it is. But our final record for the season is 138-102. as a 57.5% win percentage. We'll take it. It was a successful year. We got week 18. Like you said, not a lot of excitement, but we just still have a few wagers we can make on some player props along the way. Maybe find some money and scrape out some extra profit here in week 18. All right, we'll touch on these games. Some we're going to spend more time than others. The very first one, two games, of course, going down on Saturday. I believe this is the biggest total on the board. The Chiefs at the Raiders, 52 and a half. Uh, Kansas City does currently have that number one seed. Uh, they want to hold on to it, so they are fully incentivized. Nine and a half point favorites now at the Raiders in the Roomba at Vegas. 52 and a half is the total. Do we have a lean here? Um, we're also, we'll touch on some player props or anything kind of comes up organically. I know that uh, Mahomes can break uh, the all-time single-season record. I think it's 430 yards, so it's in range. Is that something you think he cares about? What do we have as far as Kansas City and the Raiders? You know, I think they just want to win. If they end up getting close, maybe. But, I mean, I don't know. Do you think Pat Mahomes signed, like, a really large contract? <laughs> How much was the incentive there? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if there's an incentive actually for him having the oh, longest. Uh, he's got an incentive for MVP, but like, yeah, I mean, yeah, what's another million dollars though, Mahomes? And it's all kind of baked in together, I suppose. And he, I believe he's the, the heavy front runner now with the uh, Hertz getting injured. Is that correct? You're probably on top of that more than I am. Yeah, I believe he is. He's like minus 700, I think. Um, yeah. So, so either way, a lean for me on this game was is this line opened up at minus six and a half. We know the Chiefs struggle to cover some of these double digit or bigger spreads. We still have some uh, nine and a halfs for the Raiders here on the board. And I see that some of the board is coming down to the nine and eight and a half range. I don't know where this nine and a half is, but it must be here somewhere. Oh, we can take that off. So, Oh, bet rivers, bet rivers still has one, which means barstool does also, they use the same. Whoever makes the numbers for rivers is, is just carbon copied over to Barstool. So you can find a plus nine and a half there. That would be my lean for this game. Uh, we've also been kind of looking at maybe doing some unders on these Chiefs games over the last few weeks. But this one's against the Raiders. I don't mind the Raiders at this point. Um, Stidham looked not bad last, last week. Um, I'm going to go right back. I mean, that kid threw up some yards and his prop opened up at 234 and a half. I locked that one in yesterday, and I think it's only 235 and a half as of now. Yes. That seems so pretty before reasonable. That one, I'll, I'll be over there. 
before that one drifts up on me any further, we currently have him projected at 255. I really liked the 234. I don't mind the 235. That's pretty much the same. Moving on from that one, that was pretty much it. I think the Raiders can hold this close and stay inside of a double-digit spread. So if you can grab a nine and a half, that's that's the only thing I would have outside of Stidham. Second game on Saturday is really meaningful. Basically, loser leaves town. You win. You're in the playoffs. Titans at the Jags. Jags are laying six and a half to Tennessee. Uh, 39 and a half is the total. Tennessee is so uh, um, they're they're struggling quarterback wise. Josh Dobbs did enough uh, last week to get the starting gig this week. Uh, compared, you know, obviously Malik Willis was looking horrific as well too. Uh, so Dobbs is the quarterback for Tennessee versus the Jags. Do you have a lean here? I did have a player prop I liked earlier in the week, but it kept getting bet up. I was talking to Grant. Uh, you know, Grant of course works on scores and odds about um you know christian kirk well we'll we'll talk about that in a second but you're you're lean as far as jacksonville and tennessee quickly i think jacksonville wins the game uh i really wanted to try and get in on this opening line at minus five and a half it had jumped to the six and a half so quickly i do see that we have a six right now on points bet i'm gonna go ahead and pull that at worst hopefully i'll push but i mean it was no worse than the five and a half so if i like the five and a half the six is almost there I'm not going to pay the extra juice to get back down to the opening line. I do really think Jacksonville wins. Uh, I do also like some props in this game. I'll point out that there was an error by some sports books in this game uh, due to the fact that we haven't seen Joshua Dobbs often or ever. <laughs> so they hadn't decided. And this this pops up on um, like DraftKings for the Daily Fantasy sometimes when you're trying to sort through some Excel. They spell the name differently. Some of the books had listed him as Josh Dobbs. Some of the books <laughs> had him listed as Joshua Dobbs. So somebody's got to lead out with that line, right? Somebody's <laughs> got to be the leader of the pack and go ahead and jump. Well, when one of them jumped and they had two different names, they didn't realize the lines were 10 yards apart. I was able to grab an over 182 and a half passing yards minus 114 and an under 191 and a half at minus 115. And I'll see if I can just land in the middle on that one. I thought that was pretty good to come out the gates. And then tailing on possibly some Brit Divine Derrick Henry love. He's not wrong. I mean, they've been playing the Derrick Henry receiving yards kind of on a, a weekly basis here. He keeps coming out at the 12 and a half, 13 and a half marker. I think he maybe has jumped up at this point. Oops, receiving. Uh, 14 and a half currently right now is what I'm seeing. I'll still take 14 and a half. I think it drops off like another game out of the game log, but we're not really looking at the game logs to say that that's why we think he's going to get there. These, these teams want to win. Derrick Henry's the key to the Titans' success. He's going to be taking snaps. He just needs a couple of receptions to get the 14 and a half. It's, it's just too low. I went ahead and took that one. What do you think about those? Yeah, season on the line, their receiving core is horrific. They lost their third down receiving back who – I'm losing his name for some reason, but there's a chance now Henry can play some third round, more third round stuff than he was, as opposed to like Hassan Haskins being out there. Um, I, I like the over. I also think they'll be down, so I think they'll try to come back. Therefore, got to pass the ball a little bit more. Uh, on the other side, you know, Christian Kirk's got those incentives who kind of touched on really briefly. Uh, 91 yards, he gets 500K, but it's not that so much. It's that, you know, they're fully incentivized to win. And we know Tennessee is a very, very clear pass funnel in that they're really good at stopping the run, but they're not going to stop in the pass. Uh, I just think Kirk, his number has been bet up a little bit, but it's still at, what, 59 and a half uh, over that. Minus 115 looks like an MGM is what I'm seeing is the best number. And 
I got to lean on that. Uh, Zay Jones also has incentives, too, for what it's worth. I believe it's 98 yards he's got to hit for his threshold. Uh, like them both, maybe you go 2-0. I think in worst-case scenario, you split them. Your thoughts as far as the receivers and the Jags? Uh, the Jags are going to have to put points on the board at some in some way, and I agree with what you said about being a pass-funnel defense. Um, we, we just watched how many – how many carries did Zeke have against Tennessee? I mean, this hurt so bad. This guy couldn't – he just couldn't get like well, – he just can't move. That's my, that might be a Zeke problem, but I, I know the point you're making. That it might be a Zeke problem, though, but yeah. I um, think it was a combination of both. How's that? I mean, I wasn't really projecting <laughs> him for more than maybe like 2.9 to 3 yards a carry, but yeah, uh, to get 20 carries and end in the 30s is is really, really rough. Um, so, yeah, they're a good – they're solid run D. I I think Jacksonville moves the ball. I think they get points. I think they win the game. So that's got to happen in some fashion. I would take the receivers more so than Travis Etienne running all over the Tennessee defense. So it makes a lot of sense to me. I like those. Jets at Miami, 37 and a half is the total. Very, very low total. Miami is a three-point favorite. Looking at Joe Flacco against Skylar Thompson. That's the projected quarterback matchup here. Flacco officially announced. Not sure if Skylar Thompson was officially announced as far as the the injury with Teddy uh, and his finger, but I think Thompson is the likely quarterback here. Both teams still live, still uh, mathematical chances to make the playoffs. Um, no, no, not the Jets. The Jets are out. Miami still has a a puncher's chance, I suppose. Uh, in, in term, they got to win, obviously, and they need some help. Uh, do we have a lean as far as the Dolphins and the Jets? Probably a defensive game. <laughs> probably a defensive game sounds like a really good call. Uh, the under would have been the only thing I really wanted to get involved with. And you could actually still take some action. If you want to grab the under 37 and a half, I'd still do the 37. It's just going to push instead of win. But once we get under 37, I wouldn't mess with this at all. I'm not betting this game, but the under would have been the only interest I had. Browns at the Steelers. Steelers laying two and a half at home. 40 and a half is the total here. I believe Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh's got a slight chance. They just need some help. Uh, you know, they, they are incentivized to win. Uh, Cleveland just playing out the string. They want to spoil um, the chances here, any chances that the Steelers may have in advancing to the playoffs. Any leans? Did we miss or did I miss some injury news here? There seems to have been a lot of money coming in on an under, and this thing moved up an entire field goal. I mean, I don't – sometimes – this money could have just come in very recently, but percentage of bets makes me think that that's not the case. I feel like we would have seen an offset of sharp money. I don't think so. We're expecting Watson versus Pickett, unless I've missed something. Um, I'm always checking Twitter. I don't know if anything has come in, to be honest. Um, and then we had a diff. We had such a swing on a total, but we didn't move the spread a bit. Seems weird. Um, I think Fitzpatrick is questionable. If you care about that, if that moves the needle to any degrees, the safety for for Pittsburgh, uh, that just came down a couple hours ago. But I don't I see anything that. else in regards to injuries as far as this game. My uh, my lean for the game would be a Pittsburgh money line, but I don't want to pay that much juice for it, and I really don't want to say that they're going to win by a field goal either. These these this team has weird scores. It doesn't give up many. They don't give up many points. And they end up having those 16-13 or 16-15. It always ends up being weird. So I do think the Steelers are more motivated. Uh, the Browns, they're on the road. 
they're in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's running. They're they're gonna try and win this game. I I just uh, uh, by the way, Denzel Ward for the Browns, uh, quarterback. They're also questionable if you care about such things. If you're asking like the news that has broken the last several hours, I did miss Skylar Thompson. Yes, officially will be expected to be the quarterback for Miami. I will just say, like, for as far as player props, I just sent you this uh, pre-show. I was talking about this with uh, the Luch. There's a lot of stuff here at Scores and Odds as well uh, about the incentive for Amari Cooper. He wants to get his career high in receiving yards. Uh, he's openly talked about it. His coach, his offensive coordinator, has openly talked about it. Uh, he said, this is his offensive coordinator talking. It means something to me. I want to see these guys hit their personal best. This is important to me. I think it's important to the coach. Uh, and then Cooper, uh, his quote was basically, if I can pull it up, I will be lying if, if it you know wasn't something I'm thinking about. Basically, yeah, he wants to improve. Again, they're playing out the string, maybe get some chemistry with Deshaun Watson going into the offseason. Basically a lost year for Cleveland. But, you know, both those guys heavily tied uh, to next season as well, carry it some momentum over. Uh, I think he needs 80 yards, and that will be more than his current player prop, which I believe is, uh, I want to say 60, uh, 60 or 61 but I like Cooper to uh, hit the over uh, 63 and a half is what I'm looking at right yeah. now. So uh, yeah, that, that, that's the, the lean I have in this game. If you want anything, as far as uh, player props, I feel pretty good about Cooper. If you have a thought on that, by all means, otherwise we'll move on. Uh, my thought there was is shoot. I forgot to bring the incentive sheet in for this show this week. Cause it would have been helpful. Um, so note to everyone else, go ahead and take a look at all of those incentives and the ones that make sense, feel free to jump on. Um, this one's kind of middle of the road. Uh, it makes a lot more sense to get on top of it with a coach saying it also. So yeah. it makes me feel like we're going to funnel the targets and that it's really going to happen. So for those reasons, I'm going to jump on this one with you. All right. Let's move on uh, from Cleveland and Pittsburgh to a game that means even less. I think this one actually dictates who gets the number one pick, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Houston. Versus the Colts, uh, Texans are two thirteen and one. The Colts are four eleven and one. And what, what's there's another team out there. I think it's the middle as far as the record shooting for that number one record overall. Uh, worst record, you know, number one pick. Obviously, the Colts are two and a half point favorites. Uh, 38. 38 is the total. Uh, not you know, offense optional in this game. Uh, Sam Ellinger is a two and a half point favorite uh, for the Colts here against Davis Mills. I don't know if there's going to be a chicanery or not. Like if the call is going to be coming in or somebody's going to give the old thumb, the old gladiator thumbs down just in tank mode. But yeah, it's, this is a weird one. Both teams, both fan bases probably don't want to win. Uh, but yeah, they, they got to play out the string because they're contractually obligated to play this game. What's our take Texans Colts besides just making sure you don't watch it. Two teams that are fighting for the number one pick and both want to lose. Let's go with the under. I mean, I, I, I wasn't even going to bet this game, but just listening to you talk, it makes a lot of sense. Well, they, they don't want to put points on the board. Is anybody out here to show off right now? And the Colts actually don't give up a lot of points, but they're not trying to win, so that could get fishy. Officially, for me, it's a no bet. The lean would be an under. Uh, the Bears. I think the Bears are the team that's in the middle. That The, band, the Bears are rooting for the Colts. No, no, the Bears are rooting for the Texans. If the Texans win... The Bears get the number one pick is, what, is what's happening. And, of course, the Bears are sitting fields. We'll talk about that soon enough. But, yeah, Bears are big, big Texas fans, Houston Texan fans this weekend. 
Okay. Uh, the Bucks. The Bucks are playing the Falcons. The Bucks are getting four and a half points on the road in Atlanta. It's just a weird one, man, because Tampa does not have anything to play for. Uh, I think they're just locked into their spot, if I'm not mistaken. And coach says the guys are going to play. Yeah, they're locked into the four seed. They cannot move from the four seed. And allegedly, if you think Todd Bowles is not a liar, they're going to play now. They might play just a half. Also, Atlanta stinks. I don't know how to read this one, but uh, I mean, logic says there's no upside for Tampa to, to to play their guys. But maybe they play a series or two, like preseason game. But what's your take? I think the line tells us what we need to see. Opening at minus seven, and then Bulls coming out and saying they're going to play. It only moved a field goal, and it's still minus four for this horrendous Falcons team at home. I, I get that, and there's a lot of money behind that. I see also. That, that lets me know that the starters are not going to play more than a half, maybe more than a quarter, maybe more than a drive. I'm not, maybe that's just one drive, assuming they're going to get some points on the first drive. I, I don't want to bet this game either, if that's all right with everybody. This is just one where you're going to throw money at the, at the wall. You can wait for better matchups in the playoffs or try and find props and more solid outcomes. Is there props on the Tampa guys you can bet under? I don't think they're out there. I'm assuming they're not out there. I, there wasn't anything listed for this game, so that's why I didn't have anything extra. I actually was interested in maybe finding something, but it, it's tough to say. I, I really wanted to know if those guys were going to be on the field. But if not, I was hoping that maybe we'll get some lower, lower, less known guys with some lower props because they don't have any history behind them, and we can start maybe getting some low numbers easily. Yeah, I mean, my best guess is they play like a couple series or something like that. But I, you know, we're just guessing. I'm just guessing, but it really does not make a lot of sense. Like, you know, you don't want to say like the what would if Brady gets hurt like in the third quarter or something like that. I mean, you know, there will be so much Monday morning, Monday morning quarterbacking, however you want to say it. But it just, it, there's no upside. But all right, we'll move on. Panthers and Saints. Uh, Saints at home, three and a half point favorites. They are laying, yeah, laying, laying three and a half. Forty-one and a half is the total. I believe both these teams are officially out. Do the Saints have a an outside shot? No, no, they're both officially out. Yeah, they're dead. What do you got? Anything? Anything interesting here? Uh, the only thing I have in this game is when Rashid Shahid receiving yards pops up. That'll be the one yeah. thing I was interested in. Yeah, right. And so the leader of the pack this week is Monkey Knife Fight throughout a line at thirty-five <laughs> and a half as of like two hours ago. So if anybody else comes out anywhere under 40, I'm just going to keep taking it all the way to 39 and a half. I mean, he's been pretty tremendous recently. He's getting the targets. I think it's 50 might have been his floor in his last few games. Yeah, he's kind of a gadget guy, I think, the way I understand him. Like, yeah, he only has that one play to kind of break it, but he's been doing pretty well of late. Um, Taysom Hill, for what it's worth, is questionable, uh, which could be meaningful to some degree, as is the other tight end. I guess Taysom's a tight end according to some like fantasy sites. <laughs> uh Jawan Johnson is questionable uh, on the Marlins side. So if those guys are out, maybe more targets shuffle the way of somebody like a Shahid. Um all right, we're done. Uh, nothing in Carolina. Moving on. No. Nah. Fair enough. Uh next game is the Patriots and the Bills. Bills are laying seven, 43 and a half is the total here. Um What's our situation as far as the Bills and the playoffs? Is that still kind of up? I guess they're waiting for if the Chiefs lose, they can move up, right? And the Chiefs play on Saturday. 
but that seems unlikely. Um, but I, I think they want to stick. To, they they want to win to get the two, if nothing else. Did you uh, watch Chiefs Broncos last week by chance? I watched Red Zone, so like I mean, what I, I watched bits and pieces. What did yeah, I miss? I didn't watch it. I, I saw Russ I, I was just wondering how it ended up being like 27 to 24. So, and I don't, I don't feel like Vegas was going to give them any less of a run than the Broncos offense. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, um, it's possible. It's possible that they lose. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Patriots, by the way, fully incentivized. Uh, they have a win and you're in mentality. Of course, tough task to win in Buffalo, especially this late in the season. Uh, there are seven point dogs here, but the Patriots—they're going to take their best shot. Um, you know, if as far as player props, they're—you know—if you like a player here, they're—they're they're going to be in the field. Assuming you like the good ones, right? They're going to try their best, and you know, they still probably don't win. But you know, assume that they're going to—they're playing it straight up. How about that? This is one where I'm actually going to be interested in a side. We're going to take the uh, plus seven and a half on the Patriots. Even in Buffalo, I mean, you're right. They, they want to win this game. They're in a win-and-you're-in situation. And, um, Bill, I think – are we going under here too? Is that what's happening? I don't mm. know. I don't really have a good take mm. on it. But, like, generally New England's a good under whenever they're involved. Yeah. Uh, do you think the Bills have any uh, shake-up syndrome or just kind of out of routine from the things that have been happening over the last week? I have no, I mean, you know, I feel goofy even trying to speculate. I have no clue, but obviously this week's been an emotional roller coaster for them. And, um, you know, it, it's probably, still I guess I can elaborate my question more. Did they, did they change any of their scheduling that do you, that you know of like I don't practice know. times, regular routine? Just no, curious. not that I'm aware, not that I'm aware of No, but I mean, I'm sure there's going to be emotions out there and who knows, I mean, again, to speculate, you know, I, I have no clue. I, it's got to be tough. I mean, what they're going, what, what the whole team, the organization, you know, everything that's going on there, obviously. And if it's going to spin to a positive or a negative as far as how they play, I can't, I don't want to speculate. I have no clue. But so hopefully um, Kansas City's up 30 to nothing in the first half and uh, the Patriots cover. Is that what's happening then? Well, again, that that uh, that that case. Well, the Patriots are saying, are you saying Patriots up thirty nothing in the first half? No, no, no. If KC goes up thirty to nothing, then maybe the Bills just kind of let off the gas because it's not going to matter. Okay, no, no. KC plays on Saturday, so they're going to know that result. Oh, sorry, there was a day in front. Oh, they'll already know. Yeah, but they do want to hold on to the two spot, even if KC wins. They can lose. They can fall down if they lose this game. I still like so the Patriots not- plus the seven and a half. Yeah, like Casey can move up to the one if I'm sorry, Buffalo can move up to the one if Casey loses, but they also can fall back. Uh, so there is incentive, no matter what Kansas City does, okay. to stand there to take the, you know, claim the two spot. All right, uh, just a quick um, glance over at Parlay IQ. I see a lot of unders for um, Buffalo props. Anything interesting? Ramondre Stevenson over uh, receiving yards actually is popping though. What's the number? I looked. Uh, it's 18 and a half, but he hasn't really been getting any targets or receptions over the last few weeks. So it's, this is a, a win and get in situation and Buffalo's defense. I didn't look at that to see if they were going to funnel and allow some more dump offs to Stevenson or was there an injury to another running back? Well, Harris, Harris came back last week 
Um, he got what I think mean, he got three targets, three catches. I'm not sure who ran, ran more routes amongst those two, but it, um, yeah, I, Harris, I think he came back and took a little bit more than I expected because he's out for a while, but we'll see. You see, he was out for basically uh, a month. Routes run was about even 16 and 13. Ramondre. Okay. Ravens, Bengals, uh, Bengals minus nine and a half, 39 and a half is the total here. I think was Lamar officially ruled out, or it's highly likely he's not going to play. I feel like I just sure read he's this not playing. Uh, I thought for sure I just read something about him, but it seems unlikely that that he is going to go here. Uh, most likely it'll be, I guess, Huntley is who we're currently projecting right now uh, against Burrow. Bengals uh, thirty-nine and a half is the total, and nine and a half is what we got to lay if you want Cincinnati. What's your read? Well. The thing we've been doing with Cincinnati every week is Cincinnati against the spread and the under. They've been smacking both of those. Um, these numbers are A, low, and then B, high. Um, I don't like the double-digit spread. I don't know that I want to take a nine. I don't really like this game. I think Cincinnati wins. That's, that's about- If the Bengals don't win this game, there's going to be a coin toss to decide who hosts the round one matchup, by the way. So the Bengals Ooh. very much want to win this game. They can I, theoretically move up to the two if um, if Buffalo loses, but that's probably not going to happen. But it can. But again, they want to hold their um, they want to win this game no matter what. They're they're incentivized. Is the I do I do have a note on this game. Um, I think the line moved in front of me before I got there. But if anybody, I, I had Baltimore over thirteen and a half team total. I, I really like that, and I'd still be thinking about it up to the seventeen. All but right. I ended up not playing it after it moved to 14 and a half right before the show. Oh, yeah. Do you want to Minnesota and Chicago? Are you excited? <laughs> uh, no, uh, not really. No. Uh, Minnesota at the Bears. Uh, the Bears are laying, uh, getting five and a half, 42 and a half uh, is the total. Uh, you know, Nathan Peterman is going to be the quarterback for the Bears. The Bears. You could say they're tanking, or they're, you could say they're protecting protecting fields. But again, they are incentivized to lose this game uh, for draft reasons, or it just might happen organically as far as losing this game. Minnesota, are they basically locked into their spot, or can they shuffle a little bit? Where's Minnesota? I think they're. I think they're stuck. I feel. I feel like they're basically in their spot. Um. Okay. Yeah, they're more or less. Yeah. Okay. But they're, you know, it's, I, I wonder. That's one of those teams where I wonder how much they're going to play their guys. I wonder how much they need to play their guys. Um, and they clinched their division like three weeks ago or something like that. It feels like. I, I mean, probably don't have player props on the Vikings. I haven't looked. Do you see any anything that kind of? I know Justin Jefferson can get the um, all-time receiving record, like 190. He needs or something. It's a big boy number because he was so bad last week. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're going to push for that. I don't know if that's something they prioritize, but it's in play theoretically, or they just don't play their guys or play them very little. I'm not sure what they're going to do. Neither am I, and those are my concerns. Uh, Justin Jefferson has a good matchup, so I, I, I do think there was a prop listed for him receiving yards-wise. Um, no, there wasn't. I didn't write it down. Uh, you know what? Peterman's bad. Yeah? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Like, I'm, like so, Bears again, they want they 
look, if you, you get them in a, you get the owner in, a, in the corner, you know, they, you turn off the cameras and the microphones. And you ask, you want to win this game? You want to lose this game? They want to lose this game, right? You just do. Uh, they're not going to, the players are going to do their best to put good stuff on film because they care about their livelihoods too. Like they're not all going to be bears next year, but they might not be in the NFL next year. Some of them, but you know, it might just happen organically where they stink and lose. Uh, and Peterman, not somebody that helps you win typically. It's and you know their receiving core is terrible. Their their defense is not good. It's a bad team. So all right, I found the bet. What is it? Minnesota Vikings defense to score a touchdown. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's the, what are we getting? Three to one, four to one, what, what five and a half, five and a half. What for a pick yeah. six, Peterman? Fanduel five and a half. I like it. That's pretty fun. Yeah, I like that, I like that too. <laughs> All right, they're just going to run the ball the entire game. Rams yeah, that's what's at the Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks are laying six at home, 41 and a half versus the Rams. Um, yeah, the Seahawks are in must-win mode, and I believe they need the, the Packers. So they play before the Packers. The Packers play Sunday night versus Detroit. If the Seahawks win, well, the, the, they, uh, they're going to try to win. The Seahawks, they're fully incentivized to win. And they'll see later on in their fate as far as what happens with Detroit and Green Bay. Uh, the Rams have been eliminated for a long time. Thoughts? A lot of money coming in on the Rams, though. Um, is it? Two, two things. Well, that's what this shows down here. Um, well, that's because we probably got up over the six marker and then everybody's bet- betting it back down over the key number. Uh, the two things I liked here, Baker over 187 and a half passing yards and then Cam Akers over 11 and a half receiving yards. I mean, Baker's still trying to play for either a contract, a, a, a job for next year. I mean, he's going to play, yeah? Yeah, yeah, sure. He's going to so try. So they're going to give Seattle at least like a run? Like they're not going to roll over, I guess is where I'm coming from. And I expect Seattle is going to really try and win. They're at home. I expect them to have a lead at some point, early or late, and Baker's going to throw. He's just not good at it. But 187 (laughs) is too low. So, all right, we got to pick up the pace a little bit here, Ryan. Giants at the Eagles, 14. 14 is a big boy number. The Eagles incentivize the win. They win. They lock down that one spot. The Giants are locked into their, I think it's a six seed. They cannot move. They're in the playoffs. They can't increase their spot. They can't get any worse. 14 points is the line. There's a lot of speculation the Giants are going to play their players. Why would they? The line suggests it. Thoughts? Yeah, no, this game's bad. It's Ty God listed on one side, and that that is that's Tyrod Taylor. Sorry, it's been so long that I've been calling him T-Mobile. Ty God. I forgot what his actual name. I like T-Mobile. T-Mobile works too. He's immobile. T immobile. Can we go there? Um, anyway. <laughs> The Eagles still trying to win this game, are they not? Yeah, if they win, they they, they lock in the one. Yeah, and the Giants and again. No can't, matter what San Francisco back. does, Philly controls their own destiny as far as the one spot. If they win, they got it. I, I like rushing TDs. Uh, I like Sanders and I like Hertz. Minus one ten for Sanders, plus one twenty five for Hertz. A good chance that both of those guys get one. Um. All right. Yeah, I, I, and the Giants is a big old mess, and yeah, well, we're we're guessing that Tyrod has that come out yet? What does it matter? Well, that, that that makes the most sense. It'll be the, the, the Tyrod Taylor show, which it's a fun conversation for DFS. This is not a DFS show, but 
I'm, I think he's interesting there because he's got legs. Hopefully, he still has legs. He's kind of old, isn't he? He's got to be like 30 at this point. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. uh, we'll he's talk about that a later day. So, the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals at the 49ers, Sam Fran Lang, 14. David Blau, that's his name. That name again is David Blau. He's the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Hopkins is out. James Conner was just rolled out for Arizona. This is the definition of hitting the sim button, playing out the string, whatever you want to call it. Arizona cannot wait to finish the season. For some reason, they're saying Marquise Brown's good to go, so I guess he's available. Uh, yeah, Niners, you want to lay two touchdowns here? Uh, first off, that was an excellent Simpsons reference with Mr. Plow. <laughs> yes, I'm glad you – I can't help but do it. I've, done, I've probably done it more than once. I've definitely done it more than once. It's too much fun to just throw uh, it out there. It's like the 3% uh, of people that get it, Yeah. Let, let's let's make this a catch-up game. I don't like anything here. San Francisco's definitely going to win, and I'll take uh, George Kittle over 46.5 yards to do it. But that was only listed at, like, prize picks or monkey knife fights, so I'm assuming it's going to be a couple yards higher when an actual book posted at minus 110. But that's it. Broncos are at home versus the Chargers. They're three-point favorites against the Chargers. 39.5 is the total. That line to me suggests the Chargers might not care so much about this game. No, I they're think, locked in. Okay. I feel like they're tied to something the Ravens as well, and the Ravens play earlier. So how the Ravens do somewhat affects the Chargers. Um, yeah, if the Ravens lose, the Chargers have nothing to play for. The, the, the Chargers don't matter. So that's, that's certainly – and that's also a DFS thing too. Like if the Ravens lose, I would not – feel great that Eckler and Herbert and Allen and all those guys are going to get their full workload. Uh, and it's just and they weird can't go any lower than six either. They'll just swap five and six between the two of them. Yeah. Um, any, any, uh, any leans as of right now, or it's just kind of like, this isn't your favorite thing and we can move on or what? There's no reason Denver should be minus three. If the chargers are going <laughs> to have anything to play for. So correct. Um, it's just it's too uncertain. No, moving on. Dallas, the Cowboys are in Washington. They're laying seven. Uh, 40 and a half is the total. Washington, for what it's worth, uh, down to Jonathan Williams as their number one running backs. Look, looks like uh, Gibson uh, is out, and they just announced um, uh, what's the guy's name? Brian. I'm forgetting his full name. Uh, the other running back, Robinson, uh, also out. Apparently, Pollard uh, is not on the injury report, did not play last week. What are your thoughts as far as the Cowboys at Washington? Anything interesting? Sam Howell, by the way, the quarterback for Washington. No, this is another game that, yeah, it could get out of hand early. I'm just not going to mess with it. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys, theoretically, they still have a shot at the one and the two, but I think they need some goofy help to move up, right? They need losses from – the Niners and the Eagles, and that's unlikely to happen, right? Um, but, you know, and it's a later game, but they know that one of those games going down. Uh, Philadelphia's 4 o'clock. Uh, I guess they're all being played at the same time, but it doesn't seem like a likely scenario, so Dallas unlikely to move up, but they certainly can, mathematically at least. This game matters. Detroit at the Packers. Detroit's getting 4.5 in Lambeau. 49.5 is the total. Tricky thing here with Detroit to some degree, their only chance of making the playoffs is they need Seattle to lose. Seattle plays earlier, so they'll know going into this game if they have a shot. Um, if Seattle 
loses, then they win and they're in. If Seattle wins, they're just playing for pride. Packers uh, just win. Packers win, they're in. Very, very simple, full incentivized thoughts. Hmm. It's always unfortunate when one team could give up before the game starts. Um, so that's always tough. I do have a prop in this one that I really liked. And let's see if we can find it here. Receiving yards for As you're looking Aaron for, I'll just say this. Uh, okay, go ahead. There we go. I was gonna you can still time. get a 15, a 15 and a half right here on points bet. If you want, you can still grab a 17 and a half on FanDuel for a little bit less. And most books, I had like nine books listed at 19 and a half. So you're getting a nice value right there. That's almost 25% right off the top. And he's projected for 26 and a half. I think his game log was solid too. The, the Packers need to win. Aaron Rodgers is not quite back, but I do notice that. Uh, do you think this win streak is correlated to cutting that awful, awful hair? <laughs> I have not done the question on that, but you may be on to something for sure. He looks, uh, they look great after that. Cut the hair, the team's playing fine. Yeah, it's it's like uh, Sylvester Stallone turning the hat around and uh, over the top. I don't know. It's a reference for the olds out there. Shut <laughs> have you down seen over uh, the Justin top? Jefferson last week. Yes, I have seen over the top. It's the greatest arm wrestling movie of all time. That's undisputed because I think it's the only one. I'm pretty sure it's the only one. I, I was going to say, I think it is the only one. That would make sense. So do you have anything <laughs> else here for Packers Detroit? I would just say this. Like, the Lions are going to know their fate, right, whether they're live or not live. And, you know, emotionally it might mess you to some degree. But Campbell, like, you know, I, they're not laying down. They're, they're going to play their best. They don't like the Packers. They're division rivalries. They, As a consolation, we're not making the playoffs. They'd love to knock Green Bay out, I think. So I don't think they're laying down. And, you know, then Goff wants to put on good tape and he wants to say, hey, get, bring me back next year. You don't need to upgrade the quarterback position here. They kind of do. But he wants to otherwise, um, you know, uh, I, I think the Lions are going to play straight up no matter what is the point I'm making. You agree yeah, with that? and I think the Packers still end up winning, but it may only be a field goal. Yeah, I just I think Detroit's going to play hard. Like that's that's sort of their their brand. Uh, that, that's kind of their mentality. I know I prefer them in the dome outside in the elements, not so much. It's what I assume it's going to be cold, but you're also getting some points and green Bay. I think it's going to be reasonably close, but uh, that is, that is week 18. A lot of stuff still up in the air. Obviously. Do you have a favorite bet? Something you came up organically, something that you think, uh, you know, you like the most as of right now on a Thursday afternoon. Oh, I think we talked ourselves into it with the Peterman pick six. Yes. <laughs> five to one, it's five the- and a half to one. The PPS play of the week, yeah, five fifty on a FanDuel. There you go, and it could it could also be a fumble. It doesn't have to be a pick six, right? Any touchdown, right? Defensively. Yeah, and actually, if I changed how I was looking at this, oh, it is defense and special teams. It's not just defense. Okay, so we you gotta, still we get, get you'll well. still get that extra bonus if you get a, a punt return or a kick return. All right, we'll we'll uh, we'll take that. Who's the let's see. Who's the kick returner for Minnesota? I think they have somebody good actually runs that runs back kicks. But all right, we shall move on. We, what's that? I lied. I lied. It's uh, defense and special teams is five to one on MGM. Defense only is five and a half to one on FanDuel. So I would switch over for the five to one and lose a little bit just in case. Even though we are playing the pick six. Ryan, tell the people where they can find you. Of course, scores and odds. Check it. If you're not aware, scores and odds, we not just cover football, but all the sports. So, like, when football season is winding down now, uh, feel free to get your NBA, uh, you know, NBA uh, picks, player props, uh, college basketball, 
you know, college football, whatever is left of it. When baseball comes around, it's year-round, obviously. Tell the people about scores and odds. Tell them where they can find you on the old uh, Instagram. They want to see what you're having for dinner, the Twitter. Go for it. You can find me at DudeManPA at all of those wonderful locations, scores and odds, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. And, Dean, I get to see you at the company party soon this year, so that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, as well as uh, producer Devin. We'll have a good time. We'll make sure. We definitely got to put something up on the gram for that, get a photo off of the gram, I, I imagine. That's why you It'll follow be the best food photo of the year. <laughs> All right. That was Behind the Lines Week 18. Good luck in, in your bets. That's Ryan Reed at Dude Man Pa. I was Dean. This was Behind the Lines on behalf of Scores and Odds in conjunction with Rotor Grinders. Win something this week. Take something down. Thanks for watching. We're out of here. Enjoy the week.